I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Danita. Oh, this one's going to be, I don't even know what to say about it. It is going to be really revealing, I guess. Ooh, la la la. (laughs) Ooh, la la la. I la la. Let's see. Inner work, inner journeys, lots of this stuff. I get a lot of questions about this. Like, what does this even mean? Danita. Where are you journeying to? <laughs> like, I mean, I know you actually physically journey around the world. I get that. But like, we're talking a journey on the inside. That's right. And so like, I love the external journey. I love going out, traveling, doing all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of weird. But lately, my favorite has been the inner travels, the inner journeys, where it goes and how it takes us to different places that exist within our body and our mind and our nervous system. And we access the subconscious and it takes us to some places that we don't often want to see. We keep them hidden or suppressed or we ignore them because they are too difficult and too painful. And sometimes the journeys can be like joyful. Like you can remember like really amazing experiences will bring you like a lightness, a feeling of hope in your chest, but often the intent of inner work Uh, In particular, the inner work that I have been doing in relation to like core wounds and core beliefs will take you somewhere dark. And a lot of people don't want to explore the dark or learn about the shadow or really feel it because it is fucking scary. I started psychedelic work about a year ago. And then I started inner work probably about six years ago. And this can be A lot of people might not know this. Trauma work, essentially, some people have heard of EMDR. Some people have heard of brain spotting. A lot of people have heard of somatic experiencing. Lots of people have heard of hypnosis. All that type of work, trauma work, is an inner journey, right? It's taking you to places to feel different emotions, different experiences, different areas of the body where pain might be held so that you can release them. So the whole thing is like to have some sort of emotional release or physical release from the body where you have been just holding these strong, powerful, painful, sometimes angry, sad, grief, all these are stored in the body. And then they're also usually connected to some sort of experience that you had in your life. So when I first started this, I started with EMDR. I remember the first time I did it and I came out just bawling. And I thought, what is this thing that it can just get me to bawl, like just to cry? in an instant. And then I feel good. Like it was so weird. And then I didn't believe it. It was kind of like, okay, is that a like a fluke, like a one-off? You know, how does this actually even help? 
so then I did it again <laughs> and I was actually taking training in it. And so we were learning about it and we were learning in EMDR in particular, their idea is that the memory or the experience it goes from the right brain to the left brain and it brings it back and forth. And so it allows your adaptive information processing system in the brain to process the event, reducing the level of reaction that you have, not that the event didn't happen, but that your the its ability to impact you in your daily life, your current life is less. That's the whole idea of it. Okay. So that all sounded great, but I didn't really know what that meant until I did it quite a few times. I liked EMDR. I really liked it. So we took it a step further. And then I got curious about brain spotting and about how, where your eye position is, the level of intensity of a memory or an experience increases or decreases or changes. It can bring up a different emotion. So then I was like, okay, well, let's explore this one. Like, what does this even mean? So I spent years doing brain spotting in combination with EMDR. They're very similar. It's just with brain spotting, you find a visual point that has, depending on what you want, if you want like to find it's the most intense position, or if you want to find a fear or a sadness or a grief associated with a memory, you find that eye position and you hold it. And then you can change, you can change, you can shift it throughout the, the whole journey to bring you to different levels or different areas or access different emotions or access different areas of your body. And so we did that. Jen and I actually did quite a bit of work with that as well. That one was significant for me because it was just so powerful to really fully understand how you can feel different things about the same experience. You're supposed to feel one thing, right? Like, oh, I'm going to talk about like graduating from high school. So you graduate from high school and you're like excited. And do you know what happened right now when I said excited about graduating from high school? I looked to my right and up. That's where you store your memory. And then it's like, okay, but I was also sad because I was leaving this comfort, safety zone, my friends, things that I loved about it. And I looked to the left and middle. As you go through these experiences, you think like, okay, I am actually allowed, like you give yourself almost permission to feel all of these emotions and no, you're not crazy for feeling like sad and happy at the same time. Or like this intense grief or I resent you and I love you. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love you, but I hate you. I love you, but I hate you. Multiple emotions being felt at the same time within the body and mind. How that actually feels. Like what happens to your posture as you think about loving your partner? If we want to get into romantic relationships. Okay. Like I'm going to think about loving my, my partner and my gaze went up and high and then my shoulders went back and it was like amazing. I love them. And then I think about like when I hate my partner and all these experiences start flashing before my eyes of reasons why I hate him. And my gaze goes down and to the middle and it's like strong and hard and my shoulders hunch. And that's an obvious one. Like, you know, posture can obviously be related to different things. It truly impacts the way that you feel about yourself, your gaze, and then what you're thinking about your partner and then how it feels in your body. Like all of a sudden my shoulders actually started hurting a little bit. That was where brain spotting took me. I did that for years. And then I started doing primal emotions. Primal emotions, it's very much similar. You use the same tools. You use flashbacks to bring you back to different parts of your life. And primal emotions is the age zero to seven. And when I did primal emotions, I actually microdosed mushrooms. So psilocybin. I was microdosing psilocybin and I did my primal emotions journey. It took me back to places 
what happens when you use like a psychedelic therapy is that your window of tolerance opens up. So what you're able to process and feel within the nervous system in the body opens up because you're able to tolerate more. When you're doing a lot of trauma therapy, we talk about window of tolerance, and that is what your body and your mind is open to receiving because you're protecting yourself from feeling pain. Like your body naturally does not want to feel pain. It's protecting you. During this microdosing experience I had and doing primal work, it really took me to parts of my childhood and I was able to actually envision how my parents saw me and how I feel they saw me. Not how they truly saw me, but how I feel they saw me. And that was super important for me. The one thing that came out of it was that I was mimicking the same actions towards my children. And so then it was like, oh no, that's got to change. Like I'm shifting that immediately. And so I actually engaged that with my partner, Kurt. And I was like, Kurt, I would appreciate if when you see me doing this, let me know, let me know. It's going to take a lot for me to change this, but I need to know this so that, because this had a huge effect on how I felt about myself like how significant I was or insignificant I was. And again, mom and dad, I love you. This type of work takes you to places <laughs> and everyone has their own feelings about experiences that happened, intentional or not from our parents or our friends or our you know community. Parents are people too. And they're just trying to get by and they're trying to work on themselves. And there's like generational trauma and all these things we can talk about. And so that's a wonderful thing that you can say, parents, I love you. I didn't love this part, <laughs> but I love you. And I'm going to, you know, work on this for my kids. No one is perfect anyway. And I would imagine, Danita, that when you're in this situation, are you able or unable to stop the thoughts or feelings that you're having? I'm just curious in this situation. So when you're microdosing, in general, you're able to stop or shift. But it also depends if you want to. Like I generally don't want to stop and shift because I want to feel like I want to feel what it's telling me, like what my mind is telling me or my body's telling me, what the experience is showing me. So a lot of people going into psychedelic experience or a psilocybin experience will, they're afraid. They want to be able to control it. You want to be able to stop if you feel like you need to stop. And if you go into a full experience, often you have to surrender. You want to be able to surrender to the experience, to the medicine. They can be very spiritual and powerful experiences, but part of that is being ready for it. So like, I don't take this lightly, this type of experience lightly at all. The preparation is huge for it. So you want to be prepared in the sense of what's your intention? What are you going in for? Is it a ceremony you're going in for? Is it therapy? What, what are you doing? Are you going for an external recreational experience? That is completely different. Opposite end of the spectrum of an internal journey, whether it be therapeutic or ceremonial. They can be the same too, therapeutic and ceremonial. It just depends if you're going for like more of a spiritual aspect or if you're going with the intention of like, I want to heal this core wound. It depends what you're doing there. Anyways, that is what inner work is and can be. And there's so many different ways to do it. And again, I have to stress is that the music, the music that you use is can be so powerful. And it is what is powerful in connection to your ceremony and your inner work. And that plant medicines aren't necessary to take you there. When on plant medicine journeys, the music will take you back there without the medicine. But that music is really important. 
Danita, look at you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to like, I need a minute to sit with all this. I really appreciate you sharing your experience. Bunnies or no bunnies. If anyone has questions about this type of stuff, you can ask me. Don't just go into your garage and grab some mushrooms and say, Danita said this would be a good plan. Seek professional help. Thank you. I love you, Danita. Thank you for sharing. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. Or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.